and welcome to EQ Above IQ, Parenting with Emotional Intelligence and Healing the Inner Child. My name is Trina Casey and I'm your host and thank you for joining me. In this week's episode, I'm going to be talking about worries. I personally went through a bit of a stressful time this week and I had to get underneath it and I did a lot of journaling. I did a lot of inner work and I realized that One of the things that happens when the world starts this upheaval that it's currently in, us parents start to worry about our children's future. I think that a parent who doesn't have that worry about their children's future and tells you that is not true. One way or the other, they may worry that they will turn out like another parent or they will worry that they're not doing a good enough job at parenting. And I created this podcast with this big question in mind. Does it matter? At the end of the day, our children are going to grow up and be and do what they're going to do. But of course, as caring and nurturing parents, we want to lay the best foundation. But what happens when that foundation is in an upheaval? For me, it was about the online teaching And man, my son just cannot sit still. He cannot stand it. It is boring to him. And do I disagree with him? Not one bit. It is boring. But at the same time, I'm trying to use it as an opportunity to teach him how to intrinsically learn and how to enjoy learning by himself rather than the pressure. And I would tell you, it is, I don't always win. (laughs) I sometimes fail miserably, and that's due to my own programming around education and academia. I personally remember crying when I didn't get an A, and that was because I hedged my own self-worth on whether or not I got an A, B, C, or D. And that's because the current education structure, then and now, is based on teaching children their value or their worth is based on a grade. It's not based on learning to learn or learning to love learning or just the wow factor because education was set up to take your child from their youth to a work career. I may have mentioned this before, but when we were in Holland, one of my biggest issues was this whole caste system around education. And of course, they don't see it that way, but it is this way. Basically, you had three different levels, and it's no coincidence that the children of color were often at the bottom, and they they were relegated to trashmen, as the uh, principal of one of his schools said. We need trashmen, don't we? And I'm not down in a trashman. I have a man that I consider to be like a brother to me who who worked in San Diego and has worked as a garbage man for the last 15, 20 years. That's not it. A, a good day's work is a good day's work. And if you're taking care of your family, you're taking care of your family. That's not the judgment. But I do have a problem when it seems like a particular demographic or people of color are already always put in those categories. But anyways, I digress. So we have these worries that we have for our children. I'm going to just talk about a few of them and see if I can find some ways to help you manage them. First, one thing that we all worry about as soon as we get pregnant, especially mothers and fathers, 
The first worry that we have is our children's future. Why you may worry about it? Because when they're really young, you know, we start thinking about things that are really common and how are you going to help your kids get along socially? How are you going to teach them to navigate into this world? You know, I have friends who have decided not to have children because of the state of the world right now. I honestly had my child pretty late in life because I had a similar kind of idea that why would I bring a child into this world? Well, I had to figure out what was going to be my motivation to do so. And I had to be honest about that. And then here he came. I got into a relationship with someone that I thought would be an ideal partner. And that partner wanted children. And not that I didn't want to not have children. I wanted to have the right partner to have children. And for a certain period of time that worked. And then you know, reality sets in. Sometimes that compatibility factor doesn't reveal itself until after you have children with someone. And that's why the divorce rates are so high. And there's a lot of co-parenting situations rather than family units. The ideal of family has changed dramatically over the years. And I think the most important thing that emotional intelligence can teach you about this is that if you don't have the self-awareness to go into a relationship with someone and really be honest about what you want, you'll start making concessions and changes to who you are in order to fit a societal mold that's constantly thrown at you since you were a child. So what your child's future, are they going to do well in school? There we go. Is that academic measurement? Are they going to go to college? Well, now we know that college is not the end all be all of your child's future. Entrepreneurs showed us that you don't need a college degree in order to be successful in life. And you don't even have to make a billion dollars, but it's possible. You've seen people who have been high school dropout who, you know, didn't finish college. I think yeah, Elon Musk has, didn't finish university, nor did a couple other people. Now, I, I want to talk about people who didn't inherit tons of money. Uh, so if I think of one, I'll, I'll bring it up. <laughs> that does make a huge difference. So as parents, we worry about our kids' future. So one of the things that you can do is let's stop going in the future. All you have is right now in this present moment with your child. How can you know what the future is going to bring? If your child is seven years old and you're like, you know, what's he going to be when he's 27? You know, I um, unfortunately had a situation where one of his grandparents said to another one of his grandparents, my child, what's he going to be? And I was really offended by that question. He was only two at the time. I shouldn't have been offended, but I was really shocked more. I was like, how could you be concerned about that? And why are you concerned about it? Maybe it was because his uh, grandparent on that side was white and the other grandparent he was speaking to was black. I don't know, but it, it was a worrisome question for me. So the best way to deal with what your child's future is going to be is not to worry about it so much. Let's stay in the now and let's focus on the now. And another thing we worry about, and it's been my biggest worry because I've talked about it constantly on this podcast and it's one of the motivations why I started this podcast. The number two worry that as parents we have for our children's future 
is around our child's self-esteem. How are they going to feel about who they are and what are we going to do to protect it? As a parent who has had a child being bullied, as you can imagine, this is my number one worry. And I have been fighting this war for his self-esteem for a very long time. And the unfortunate part of all of that is I don't know how in this current state of the world that I'm going to do it. What I realized, and one of the things that you must realize as an EQ parent, how you express your self-esteem is a direct way to build a positive self-esteem in your own child. You have to be supportive and realistic. One of the things that we may do to boost our child's self-esteem is actually can harm it, which is overcompensating and building them up to a point where when they fail, because they all fail, we all fail as people, they can't handle it. So one of the things that you can do and make sure you do to make sure the self-esteem is tied to how the kid values himself or herself. Make sure that your child finds ways to feel valued. I am a big proponent of chores. There's certain chores that can really build a self-esteem, especially little boys. I find that if you have a son who can help you do the laundry, yeah, you might get some pushback, but if you have a husband that shows your child that he's doing the laundry, it's not a big deal. <laughs> so one of the things that you can definitely do, and it's definitely important, is to give your kids things and opportunities to give specific praise. Praise that is about what they're doing rather than who they are. They always say that you are an innately good human being. You are a love person. You are a being of light. I don't need to reiterate that daily. What I need to do is make sure that he understands that he is. And one of the best ways to do that, give him something to do. Give him a feeling of purpose. Give him a motivation. Some people use academics for this. Like I said, I really am staunchly against that, even though I find myself Going back to that value system, academics creates an extrinsic uh, motivation, but we really want academics to be intrinsic, okay? A fascination to learn. So find something that you enjoy to do or that you value that makes you feel really good when it's accomplished and include your child with that if possible. And sometimes that's just sports. Kids like sports. They feel accomplished when they win. My son loves tennis. He's killing it right now at tennis. I personally am a huge fan of individual sports over competitive group sports. Uh, just a different value system, but you know, also make sure your kids can self-advocate and know how to ask for help. Once they stop being able to ask for help or, or not being able to admit they don't understand something, it actually makes them less confident. And when they ask for help and they get it, they actually feel more confident and less worried, okay? So another thing that we carry, and especially as a parent, 
of an African-American child. And this has been, he's biracial, but he is of African-American descent and other things. And he presents in the world as, I've, my son has been guessed as Indian, uh, Latino, all kinds of things, but he presents as a person of color. And because of the social structures we live in around racism, and I know what's going on in America and in the rest of the world, this global kind of race hate that's happening, it's a small percentage, but it's enough to impact how your kid will be labeled. You're worried about it. I'm worried about it sometimes. Even talking about the troubles or the problems that your kids are having. Well, I see that, first of all, especially around academics, sometimes your kids might have learning disabilities, or if you're a parent of somebody who's on the spectrum, you know, there's all kinds of things that we're afraid as parents that they'll be labeled, you know, and that's something we really need to let go of. We are all human. We are imperfect. Your children will be as well. So don't fear that your child's diagnosis is something to be damned, that will damn them. Because for a long, long time, hundreds of years, if you were different, you were damned. You were not supported. And so instead, try to use, like, if your child gets um, some type of diagnosis of ADHD or anything, just anything, think of it as a way to seek support and services. Right now, what I love and I'm so grateful about right now is that the world is finally addressing the fact that there is mental health issues globally. America is steeped in it right now. And the shame around that mental health has to go away. I have PMDD, and that is a very heavy version of PMS. And, and sometimes it, it makes brings me in a very deep place of depression. And that depression doesn't feel good. And I have to self-regulate different. And I have to do all kinds of different coping mechanisms so that I don't perpetuate a problem and put that on my child. But also, you know, I grew up with a parent that was having a lot of emotional issues that never actually addressed it into this day. And that affected me negatively. So my advice to you, beautiful parents, be authentic with your child. Be open with about your emotions to a certain degree that it doesn't, you don't make your child responsible, but show them that you are human, that you have your shortcomings and then you still get up and you still do what you need to do because that's what they're, that's going to be their example. Teach them how to self-care by holding boundaries, by speaking about what is triggering you, even what they're doing something that's triggering you, let them know it's not about them. Let them know it's about your trigger. Let them know it's about your trauma, but let them know that they are safe and that it's not their responsibility to fix you, but they can do have things to help support you because that's what you're doing as their parent constantly. You're supporting their humanness, their meltdowns, their everything. And how you do it is how they're going to be able to do it in the future. So um, the other thing that 
we worry about, and I think I've already covered this enough, is how your kid does in school. Like I said, we can lay a foundation of enjoying to learn how to learn, but many of us are not equipped because of our programming. So we have to work really hard to find different ways to motivate our children. I have done it by seeking schools that are more emotionally intelligence grounded and social emotional learning grounded, because if your child feels safe at school, they feel safe to learn. And this is a philosophy that needs to be integrated into all schools. And one day you're gonna see my school integrated learning. So anyways, for another time. <laughs> and also, one of the things that you might worry about that is basically integrated into all of these is your ability to help. Do you know where you are struggling? Do you know that what your issues are? Do you know where your traumas are? Are you self-aware? So if you don't become self-aware, which is the first principle of the five, it's gonna be really hard for you to help your child manage their emotions when you are unable to manage yours. Remember, we are our children's mirror. So one of the most important things that you can do is get support. Know your weaknesses. Just the other day I called someone, I said, I am struggling with this on-school stuff. I come from this, I like to learn, I just don't know how to manage a little boy who is not intrinsically motivated to learn. So I reached out to a male to help guide me on what to do. And the first thing that male told me to do was just breathe and don't worry about it, it's going to be okay. Yeah. I don't like to genderize education because I know little boys and girls that struggle with this online stuff. So I don't want to say it's just a boy thing or it's just a girl thing. But for me at that point, I didn't understand as a female why it was so hard, you know? So what I want you to do when you're worried about your ability to help, please seek help. And that's something I can help you do as well. That's as a cognitive behavioral therapy coach, as an EQ coach, parenting coach, just go to this reallifebooks.com and click on the coaching tab. And I can help you navigate it. It's always easier with other people's children because you're always thinking outside. <laughs> but when it's your own child, it's a little bit harder to regulate those emotions because you're worried and you care so much. So seek somebody out like me, community, and we can even just have a get to know quick 15 minute conversation to see if we're a match because, you know, I have to match your value systems. But if you're listening to this podcast, we're probably on the same page. So I'm not worried about that part of it. <laughs> and then, you know, at the end of it, all of the things that when we're worried are usually future minded things. And what you need to do is try to learn how not to be overprotective even though your children are your heart, your soul, which you love so much. I mean, children are the greatest love and they teach you the greatest love, but also let's heal our own inner child while we're parenting. And that's why I named this Parenting with Emotional Intelligence and Healing the Inner Child. This is a co-collaborative effort. And actually, I sometimes feel that children are placed in our lives to remind us how to heal our own childhood trauma. 
And it, how successful we do that is the depths of our own healing. How far have we gotten? Every time I reflect on situations, um, my childhood, on things that I know would have made the hugest impact on how I feel about myself, how I've navigated in life. And I think about what could have been done just a little bit differently, how the love could have been expressed differently. And if my parent would have reached out to others outside of their circle of trauma, how differently the first years of my adulthood would have been. I was very blessed with having an amazing community when I was younger that helped co-support my healing because they were very different than, than my family. And it's beautiful and I will always appreciate that unit. And even if I'm, I'm, I'm not in contact with that friend anymore, but I'm still in contact with that friend's mom, oddly enough, um, because she helped really mold a side of me that I don't know if I was going to be able to express as an adult. And I'm so grateful. So it's true. It takes a tribe to raise a child because our parents have their own traumas that they have to cope with and deal with. And we may be outside of that. And if they don't know how to go about it in a way that doesn't harm us, believe me, our parents, for the most part, I think love us, but they didn't understand these principles of um, emotional intelligence. They didn't have self-awareness. They didn't know how to self-regulate. They didn't know why they were even having children or what it motivated them or what their purpose in life was. And they also had a hard time having compassion for themselves and others. When you can't have compassion for yourself, you can't see yourself in other people. And then, of course, they didn't have the social skills. There's a lot of hate, screaming, things that pushed them away and maybe even isolated them in life, but that's not even their fault. I'm knee deep in a, a globalization course in talking about how the world was globalized. It makes so much sense and such a simple thing, it's, but it's really difficult for people to see. The world was globalized and colonized in a way to perpetuate divide, hate, self-loathing, and to keep just a small majority of people in power. And once we start to really awaken to that fact, we can start healing the wounds and forgiving ourselves, forgiving the generations before us, because they too were victims of this trend, of this cycle of existence. So just moving forward, have some kind words for yourself, have some kind words for your child, and try not to worry too much. We cannot predict the future. We can only lay a foundation of love and compassion that we hope our children will remember and value above all else. I hope that your children remember the love you gave them rather than your desire for perfection and loving them. Get it? Nobody's perfect. And your desire for perfection could be the one thing that could harm their journey. I catch myself 24 seven. <laughs> so I'm telling you, I, when I remind you, I remind myself, this has been one of my sayings for a very long time to all my classes, to all my students. When I remind you, I remind myself, remind yourself, share this podcast, share with people that you think 
could really use these reminders, share my website, get some gentle reminders, t-shirts and clothing so that your kids can wear the things that I'm telling you. You know, I learned respect from your respect. Hmm. You know, I'm your mirror. Put the phone down and look into my eyes. Things that we forget are actually a part of our responsibility and a part of our journey and a part of our healing. And when your kid is sitting and running around the house or going to school with this t-shirt on and it says that, it reinforces the messages. You know, we're all just getting programmed. Let's get programmed with some positive stuff. You know what I mean? Positive stuff. Anyways, I really appreciate you taking the time to listen to EQ Above IQ, Parenting with Emotional Intelligence and Healing the Inner Child. Please reach out if you have any questions, if you have any concerns, if you have anything to say, please reach out. You can reach me at Trina at thisreallifebooks.com or you can reach me through the website. We can have a chat real quick on Facebook. I have a Facebook app. You got the digits and you got a way to connect. And I would love to have a conversation with you. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.